entertaining new possibilities. And good Freaky Friday morning. <laughs> I'm Sherry Marcucci, your host for Your Palace, Your Place, bringing you all kinds of things. And today, it's like, just like the weather is going to be wild a little later today, I've had a wild morning already. How about you? Well, we're going to dive right into our show this morning because we've got lots going on, lots to tell you about, lots to talk about. And right now, in studio with me, I have two wonderful people. One is really wonderful, and one is wonderful, but he's trying to kill me <laughs> with what he brought for us to uh, sample. No, I'm teasing. I'm teasing. Actually, I'm talking about my guests that are going to talk to us today about Easter Seals Chocolate and Food Festival, which is taking place next Saturday, March 10th, at the new Naugatuck Event Center. So, welcome, Christy Baliziano. Thank you. And Carmen Rome, Romeo from Romeo. Romeo. Romeo Correct. from Fascist Chocolates. Oh my God. And there's this huge box open in front of me right now. And I didn't eat breakfast yet. And it's like, oh my God. I think they're they're actually calling my name those chocolates. Thankfully, the box is closer to you than it is to me. <laughs> but we're here to talk about the event. And it's important because it's supporting one of the, you know, uh, very important organizations in the community in Greater Waterbury and and beyond, actually, um, and provide some important services, and that is Easter Seals. Yes. So, Christy, tell us a little bit about um, you know the organization for our listeners, and then how this event is kind of supporting it. Sure. So, um, Easter Seals of Greater Waterbury has been uh, serving individuals with disabilities for just about sixty years. Our sixtieth uh, birthday is actually this year. Oh, happy birthday thank to you. Easter Seals. Well, thank you. Um, and we believe that anyone with a disability can can do anything. And our programs and services support that. And this event supports our programs and services. Can I attest to that? Because as I've shared on this program, I am hearing impaired. And the first place that I was um, able to get some services and my first set of hearing aids was Easter Seals. And I am forever thankful. Well, thank you. Thank yeah. you very much. Our Center for Better Hearing is is wonderful, and we have um, some. We have great audiologists in our Center for Better Hearing. We have uh, a children's academy, three children's academies. Um, we serve uh, children from ages, you know, from well, we have birth to three, from zero to three, and we have our children's academy, three to five year olds. Um, we have uh, employment and community services, where Alan, who is one of our consumers, will actually be at the event. He is our adult ambassador. You'll be able to find him and talk to him a little bit about his experience with Easter Seals and and how we've helped him and um, he he will be wearing the Yankees hat he is okay. a huge Yankees fan so okay. so if you do get to our event please go see Alan that's He's great wonderful. and I think it's important for people who are supporting events that ha, um, have a cause they were they're supporting a cause or an organization that they understand and get to um, even see some of those people it's not always possible but in this case it is and I think that's a great asset because people you know um, uh, with, as you said, disabilities have great abilities and seeing them in action, I think is hopeful for anybody who may be in, encountering something or one of their children or themselves as an adult. So that's that's an important piece. So talk about the event a oh, little. We have a little. <laughs> a lot. This is, this is a wonderful, this is one of our biggest fundraisers of the year. Uh, we have. Can uh, I interrupt? Yes, of this course. morphed from what people may be familiar with, um, the previously named uh, Chocolate Expo. Yes. 
and it's, it's evolved. It's evolved, <laughs> and I think good for you. Kudos to your team because uh, events do evolve and change, and you're responding to the marketplace and what people want. Definitely. This year, we've moved into a bigger space into the Naugatuck Event Center on uh, Rubber Avenue in Naugatuck. There is signage all over the place. You cannot miss it. <laughs> so uh, we have uh, chocolate vendors. We have food vendors. We have Fasha's Chocolates, who's going to be there. The Olive Oil Factory, uh-huh. <laughs> CC's Chocolates. I mean, we have local people. We have, I mean, if you name it, they'll be there. And So so from just um, sweet confections kind of focus, yes. you're now embracing um, all kinds of yes. things that people can consume. Definitely. Um, food-wise, right? Oh, sure. And There'll be plenty of samples for people to taste while they're there. And so, what's the price of admission for the event? $20. $25 at the door. And it's 12 to 5. 12 to (laughs) 5. We'll get to you. You better bring a lot of samples. That's all I'm saying, Carmen. (laughs) So, Carmen, Carmen, because you've been on board with this event for years. Well, Fosh's has been part of it for the whole 25 years that it's existed. Um, Me personally, I've been on the uh, committee for this event since I joined Fosh's. about nine years ago, and uh, I remember being supporting the event as a the son-in-law, but just not working for the Fosha's way back in the courtyard. So, you know, we've evolved to a few spaces. I'm excited about this space. Um, because we do want to make it bigger and better. So with the food trucks and, and the ability to expand, I'm just very, very excited for this year. Uh, what what are some of the food trucks so people kind of get an idea of? We have uh, the name. It's We have a Brazilian food. Um, in the food truck, I think it's we called have, Brasilia. I, is it Brazilian? Yeah, I believe so. Edible Dreams. Edible Dreams will be there. Um, and we have Mr. Softy <laughs> is going to be there. Okay. Um, we have a couple of other trucks that will also be outside and you know it's it's the um, the this is such a big yeah. event. That's so the part great. we want to expand. Food yeah. trucks, you can't just do it first year. We've got to make it something that eventually will become a big food truck festival. Beer and wine. There's beer and wine sampling. Yeah. And we, oh, we originally that's thought about, important. Yeah, it is very important. We talked about beer gardens and wine gardens, but all in time. Right now, we have you know, pretty much the same event that 1,200 people a year have, have attended. Bigger and better, but we'll even get bigger and better as time goes on. But, I love uh, that. We love, love the time of year. Uh, we've always done it right before Valentine's Day, but now we don't have weather issues. We hope <laughs> no weather issues. <laughs> no weather issues. Uh, no weather None. issues, and it's a great time to uh, for people to get out. Yeah, they're not out in their yards yet. Yeah, so right. come eat chocolate yep. and other right. Sure, right. And then then you go out in your yard in a few weeks and work it off. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it's also support a, a good cause. It's, it is a good cause, and it's it's a great um, activity to bring anybody to the family, the kids, the yeah. grandma and grandpa. There's going to be a lot for kids. Uh, we've got a tent that's going to have. Oh, oh, we have an imagination station, and we have um, our children's academies are coming, and they're doing face painting and mm-hmm. and all kinds of activities for the kids. The kids' ticket is actually um, ages five to eleven is five dollars. Okay, well, our time is 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 short this morning, and I do uh, apologize. <laughs> for that but um last chance how do we get tickets how do you know you can come day of you can come day of or you can you can get your tickets online um you can go to easter seals www.easterseals.com backslash waterbury ct to get your tickets or uh, you can go on eventbrite and search for easter seals chocolate event uh, and you can get your tickets right online Wow. And there's also outlets. Oh, there's to sell also tickets, outlets, including, correct. 
including Bosch's Chocolates and Olive Oil Company and several others. Absolutely. Yep. It sounds like a fabulous event. I was in event production a few years back and uh, did something a little bit similar. And, you know, people like to have a good time, have fun and just enjoy. And I think you've got a home run. You've built this event for 25 years and now you're adding just even more to it. So that is the uh, Easter Seals Chocolate and Food Festival next Saturday, 12 to 5 at the new Naugatuck Event Center. So don't miss it. It's going to be a blast. I think we're going to go to a quick break right now and thank my guests, Christy Feliciano and Carmen Romeo, for joining us this morning. And I hope you'll stay tuned because we're going to be doing a little, well, figuratively Irish jig. So stay tuned. <laughs> new possibilities. And we're back with your Palisher Place. I'm your host, Sherry Marcucci. And in studio now, we have two of my really favorite guests because they are just so full of that Irish charm and and, and just beauty. You're talking about yourself. <laughs> you are. No, I'm not. I'm talking about Irene and Maureen Horgan, of course, who are from the Horgan Academy. And this is their sweet spot time of the year, isn't it? <laughs> it is. We look forward to this all year long. And, and just, you know, as the director of the Horgan Academy, I, I really want to congratulate um, the Palace Theater for really bringing the rhythm of the dance and uh, to Waterbury and for really hosting uh, this event. And we're so excited that, to be a part of it, to be part of, uh, I choreographed uh, along with my sister Maureen, uh, pre-show. Yes, um, yes. That I think your audience is absolutely going to love it's special for the palace oh i love that i love that well well let me let me back up and let our um those who might not know rhythm of the dance is a show that's coming to the palace theater on march 14th right in time for all the saint patrick's day fun and uh festivities it is a spectacle an extravaganza of a show and we're actually going to be talking also this morning during this segment with uh kieran cavanaugh who is the producer of Rhythm of the Dance. And this is one of the shows in the same um, uh, canon, if you will, of River Dance and Lord of the Dance. It's that kind of special, um, wonderful show that that tells a story of um, the Irish history um, throughout, you know, going back a thousand years, which is amazing to me, a thousand years history told in, in dance and song. And you are going to be bringing, as you said, students with a special piece that you've choreographed that will be performed before Rhythm of the Dance takes the stage at 8 o'clock, but you're going to be our pre-show. Um, and, you know, you've been with us before for other of um, these types of shows. And, you you know, what amazes me is how dedicated you two are to your craft and preserving the Irish heritage. And that is, like, that's your heart. You want to talk, speak Absolutely, to that, Maureen, sure. a little Thank bit? Thank you so much. And um, this is really a perfect event for us. Uh, the focus of Rhythm of the Dance on the history of Irish dance couldn't be more timely at the Horgan Academy of Irish Dance um, in January. Irene graduated from the University of Limerick in Ireland oh. with a 
PhD in Irish dance studies. Oh my God! And Congratulations! That's huge. Her Thank studies you. included aspects of the history of Irish dance, and we couldn't be more excited to choreograph a pre-show based on that theme before the Rhythm of the Dance and the National Dance Company of Ireland presenting the history of yes. Irish dance. So yes. it's going to be an amazing time in Waterbury for both the Horgan Academy of Irish dance and of course the National Dance Company of Ireland and the greater Waterbury community coming together for this magnificent performance at the beautiful Palace Theater. Oh Maureen, boy I think you need to take my job. <laughs> <laughs> that was lovely but um, I, and so appreciated, really very much appreciated and I think too um, you don't have to be of Irish heritage. Everybody's Irish on St. Patty's Day oh. Isn't that true? Absolutely. And that's what's so exciting about Irish dancing. Oh, about half our students are Irish, and the other half uh, just saw Irish dancing, loved it. And so many times people say, is it okay to take Irish dancing? I'm not Irish at all. And that's wonderful. That's even better. I, I, it's just so exciting that um, you know this genre of dance um, appeals to everyone. And I think it's the music so lively. And what I really love about Irish dancing is the confidence it gives dancers, a confidence it gives children, and you see them grow up, and they can aspire to, uh, you know, these wonderful shows. They're, they can make a, a career out of it if they wanted certainly. to. Certainly. And, and if they don't do that, they are um, certainly getting a wonderful form of um, exercise, if you will, or yeah. conditioning for the body, because you cannot do this type <laughs> of dance and not be in shape. That's, I mean, pretty <laughs> obvious. Yeah, it's true. Um, I'm going to invite right now, too, to join us Karen Cavanaugh. Uh, from the National Theatre Company of Ireland. He's producer of Rhythm of the Dance. Good morning, Karen. Good morning, Sherry. How are you? And good morning, morning. Good morning. Good morning. You you have heard um, our guests, Maureen and Irene Horgan, yeah. talking, I'm sure. They're from the Horgan Academy of Irish Dance, and they are going to be with us that evening. They've been big supporters whenever we've had a show that features uh, Irish culture. Uh, and, uh, and certainly your show, Karen, uh, is that in spades. Can you tell our listeners a little bit about what they can expect when they come to see this magnificent show? Well, um, I always like to think that when somebody comes to see Rhythm of the Dance, that uh, they should leave the theater feeling that they've been in Ireland for uh, a couple hours, that we take them, I suppose, uh, on on a, a trip around Ireland. We have projection in the show, we have singers, we have musicians who play live, uh, multiple instruments, and then, of course, we have our great dancers. and and. <clears throat> When I visit the show, it's always great to see an audience leave the theater. As they come into the lobby, everybody's tapping and trying to do the steps or trying to, you know, uh, recreate the steps. And it's an infectious thing that is beautiful to see and, and so rewarding. And you don't see that with many other genres of dance. Perform so, uh, but to answer your question, I think that we we you know we take them. There's no specific storyline in the show. It's just that we show the 
early forms of Shano's dancing and you know we kind of give the audience an impression of the struggle in Ireland in the early times and then our recovery when we came to America and then the dancing picks up and and the whole uh, I suppose uh, mood of the show picks up in, in, in that we're saying we're now in recovery we've come to America we're doing good we're earning some money we're sitting at home and and, and so the, the the dance becomes very modern step dancing and 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 the music also is is um, is lively it's very traditional uh, Irish music up tempo played live and then we have our great you know Irish traditional songs as well you know, Karen, I should mention for our listeners' sake that you are the real deal, and you're talking to us this morning from Dublin, actually, Ireland, um, where, you've, where you're experiencing, you experienced a blizzard yesterday, correct? We're shut down. Ireland is closed. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's the first time in my life that Ireland is genuinely closed. Wow. We don't, have, well, we don't have public transport. We don't have banks. We don't have supermarkets. We don't have uh, traffic. Holy. It's closed. My office is closed. I'm speaking to you from home. <clears throat> and uh, and we're, on a cur- we're, we're on a curfew not to go out until 3 p.m. today, so it's a strange feeling in Ireland. Mm, wow. Well, I, and we so appreciate you, you know, making the extraordinary effort to be with us this morning. You mentioned My some, pleasure. You, you mentioned something that I think speaks to the Irish, the heart of the Irish people, and it, you mentioned the word infectious, and there is that infectious yeah. joy, I believe, and and I, I guess I'm jaded because even though my last name would belie this, I actually am Irish. <laughs> so, um, and but I, I think there is something inherent in the spirit of Irish people. Would you? I'm I'm looking at Irene and Maureen and you, Karen. Uh, would you agree with that? Oh, absolutely. I I absolutely do because you know uh, while we expect you know great uh, warmth and appreciation in America for the show when we go to far from places like Siberia or or China India India or or Taiwan uh, we we get this warmth and appreciation and even even in some places like Siberia musicians will come down from uh, backstage afterwards to try and meet the musicians and they've got Celtic notes with them or music sheets and they got their tin whistles and they're trying to play our music and and then you sit back and say my god what reach has this you know, Irish dance and, and music and song got around the world. It's it's phenomenal. And isn't that the beauty of really any artistic endeavor that it brings people together in a way that nothing else does, you know, and that's that's one of the important yeah. reasons the arts, whether, whatever it is, whatever the genre, whatever the uh, uh, way it's um, expressed, that does something to us as, as human beings. And it's so important, especially in today's world. Yes. I really believe that. It um, truly absolutely. unites people. It unites, that's right, absolutely. Irene. Yeah, Irene is saying, Karen, that it unites people. And that is so true. Absolutely. Well, that's, yeah, I guess that's the beautiful language of song and of story and of the Irish story. And of course, I always say there's nothing as exciting anywhere in any dance genre in, in, in 
the world as Irish step dance in full flight. It's just yeah. amazing. Absolutely. And <laughs> we're so looking forward to seeing the champion Irish dancers um, at the palace, um, Only not only from the Horgan Academy of Irish Dance, but also the champion Irish dancers from the National Dance Company of Ireland, and sharing in that united joy of dance. Um, it, it's really a language of joy uh, that dance pre- yes. uh, presents to uh, its audience. And I love the comment that you made about um, the audience when they're leaving the shows. Uh, they come out and they're trying the steps and they're trying to experience some of that joy. And uh, that, of yes. course, is what the Horgan Academy brings on a local level to local Irish dancers among the Irish diaspora in the Connecticut. I'm sure they're doing wonderful work there and continuing, you know, the the, the whole Irish dance phenomenon, which I'm, um, Irene and Maureen there, I'm sure, do great work. And we, we're looking forward to, to them joining us on this uh, great evening at the Palace, yeah. Thank and I you. I think the, the, the between uh, the Organ School of Dance and Rhythm of the Dance, uh, I think the the audience are certainly in for a treat, that's for sure. They're, oh, absolutely. More <laughs> absolutely, yes. and our our dancers are so excited to have the opportunity to see this wonderful dance troupe from the National Dance Company of Ireland. So there's going to be a Great. wonderful evening of sharing the joy of Irish dance, and of course, right in time for St. Patrick's Day, uh, which uh, is of course a huge celebration here in America uh, among the Irish diaspora. So we're so happy to. Um, have the National Dance Company of Ireland, and you are going to be so amazed with the hospitality that uh, the Palace Theatre will provide uh, to both the Horgan Academy of Irish Dance and, of course, the National Dance Company of Ireland. And uh, first and foremost there is uh, Sherry uh, joining us uh, here this morning, and um, I can tell you she definitely has the joy of (laughs) the Irish and the Irish dance in her 100%. Oh, Maureen, you're sweet. Thank you so much. And, you know, this is such a wonderful, wonderful opportunity. Again, it's you don't have to be Irish to appreciate the beauty and the the story. Absolutely not. The story is is is. Anybody can relate to the struggle of a peoples and then they're coming to a place in their history where, you know, the tide turns and there's that joyfulness that's expressed. Karen, how big is your show? How many dancers? How many musicians? Uh, We carry 18 dancers. We have five musicians. We have three singers. And then, of course, our crew. So we're, we're, we're normally about 30 people, plus what we pick up internationally, local crew as well. Yeah. Okay. And I'm telling you, if you're listening and you're thinking, hmm, sounds interesting, this is a not-to-be-missed event. It's a spectacular. It's an extravaganza. Um, it will be a night that you leave whistling, humming, and <laughs> doing a little jig, I'm sure. And I just want to thank our wonderful guests that are here with us. And who 
who have a big schedule. You have some we events do. coming up we all do. over Connecticut, I'm sure, we in the do. next we, week. We have, um, I think, we're almost at 20 shows in the next two <laughs> weeks. Wow. <laughs> and, of course, we're looking forward wow. to welcoming uh, WATR right to our dance studio. That's right. The uh, Mora Gilhorgan Irish Dance Center in Naugatuck. Uh, Kieran, <laughs> our mom, was from uh, County Leitrim and our dad from County Cork. So uh, we oh, well, will I'm be... Sligo. I'm from the neighboring county Neighbor, of your mom. I'm, absolutely. I'm Sligo. <laughs> so, yeah. so we're yeah. neighbors then. And uh, so uh, we there welcome the community into our studio um, on uh, St. Patrick's Day Eve, uh, March uh, 16th. Yes. So we're looking forward to WATR radio coming at that time as well, as well as many of the community okay. performances. But we know we'll be very inspired by uh, these uh, international dancers from the... Um, Irish uh, National Company. National Company. Right. Okay, wonderful. Well, thank, we look forward. Thank you. We really do. Thank you for being our guest thank this morning, you Karen. Thank you, Irene Maureen. You're Sherry, welcome. Thank you, everybody. Thank you, Karen. And thank you, ladies. Yes, it's yes. been a real pleasure, Absolutely. as it always thank is. Thank you, Sherry. You're welcome. Okay. And stay tuned, because we're going to be back with somebody who's going to help us rock the palace tomorrow evening. So stay tuned for that. And we are back, and I'm joining you once again. I'm Sherry Marcucci, your host for your Palisher Place. Boy, it's been a whirlwind morning here. I don't know about you, but I feel like I just ran a marathon, and uh, I still have that wonderful box of Fascist chocolate steering me, steering me in the face here. And um, I just, you know, I just um, was profiled at the uh, fitness program I belong to at Peak Physical Therapy as their member of the month and I don't think this chocolates are on the member of the month uh, menu <laughs> boy I would like to dive into them but anyway um, I have so many things and I one thing I was remiss at the top of the show I want to just say thank you to our sponsors uh, for of your palace your place our restaurant partners you know if you're going out to dinner in a show be play do yourself a favor Go to one of our local partners. We work together with them to help create, you know, business for them, business for us. It's a wonderful thing. And those partners are Diorio, La Tavola, Moho Latino Cuisine, Malte, Nino's, The Palace Bar and Grill, San Marino, Spartan, Vasi's and Verdi. Wonderful award-winning restaurateurs, chefs, um, with a nice, really a nice array from fine dining to more pub style and all different types of uh, cultures represented. Uh, we love our restaurant partners. And you know what? Do them a favor. You don't need to just go there when there's a palace show, but go there anytime because there are local restaurants. We want to support them. And our newest member is the station in Naugatuck. Really, you know, think about that when you say, what are we doing tonight? You know, I don't feel like cooking. Think about one of these wonderful restaurant partners. They're part of the heart and soul of Greater Waterbury. And so I want to give them their due and uh, thank them for supporting the palace um, as well in many, many ways. 
So now I want to talk about we're I, I uh, teased you when we left for the break before we left for the break to say we're going to be rocking the palace tomorrow night. Well, we are definitely going to be rocking out the palace tomorrow night, Saturday, March fourth, uh, because we have a show that is going to blow you away and right with us this morning is the producer of that show. The show is Rock of Ages, the Rock of Ages band. And it is <laughs> it is like none other. And with us is Tony Deloro. Tony, good morning. Good morning, Sherry. How are you? I'm well, I'm well, and I've just been so excited to, you know, be working with you on this show because it is going to blow people away. And for those who might not know what we're talking about, Rock of Ages was a musical on Broadway. Uh, For several years, it was phenomenal. I've seen it three or four times. Actually, four times I've seen the show. I love the show. But this is the next uh, iteration, and it is the Rock of Ages band, the actual musicians who performed the show on Broadway, and now they're on tour through the genius of Tony and his partner who just knew a good thing when they heard it. Tony, talk talk to our listeners a little bit about how the Rock of Ages band, you know, idea, concept, how that came to be. Okay. Uh, first, Sherry, I do want to say, I think I'm going to leave early to come up to Waterbury to get to a few of those restaurant partners of yours. My, <laughs> my mouth is drooling after listening to those. <laughs> I love that, Tony. I, you are the best. You are the okay. best. I really, I really, I'm leaving early and I'm going to stay a couple of days just so I can hit several of them. Um, <laughs> I'll give them the heads the, up. <laughs> <laughs> as far as the Broadway's Rock of Ages band thing goes, um, a few years ago, uh, one of uh, my current partner, one of my current partners with this project, who is uh, also the bass player for Joan Jett and the Blackhearts, what, and was one of the bass players in the Broadway show, um, had been telling me that there are <clears throat> several musicians who are who play in the show, but when some of the musicians go on tours with their other bands, like Joel Hokuska is the guitar player for Whitesnake, or Tommy Kessler is the guitar player for Blondie, and um, if they go on tour, a substitute comes in, and the substitutes are all very highly regarded, in many cases, rock god-type musicians. <laughs> so... There's always a handful of musicians around in the city who are not in the show and may not be on tour. And I had a friend of mine in Peekskill, New York, who had asked me to uh, what bands I was representing <clears throat> to because the, they wanted to do more of a rock festival for their summer town festival. You know, they used to do jazz and blues and brews or whatever. Sure. And um, so one thing led to another, and how my partner said... Uh, who was actually playing in another band that I represent, he said, why don't we just put some of the guys from Rock of Ages together and go do a show? I said, well, let's talk to the producers. I don't want to, you know, go say this is a Rock of Ages band. And then the producers of the musical said, go ahead. Just one requirement, be awesome. Which is very <laughs> easy to do with this band. Absolutely. When we, so we did, and we didn't really make a big advertising out of it. We just said musicians from the... Rock of, you know, Rock of Ages band. 
8,000 people were there when we showed up in Peekskill. Wow. And the band just made everybody stay around, and everybody had the greatest time. And the night ended with lots of fists pumping in the air and screaming. And, and I thought, <laughs> well, okay, this looks like the next project for us. And taking a tip from groups like the Midtown Men, who were in the original cast of Jersey Boys, mm. and they go, they tour now. and they, Absolutely, they've been at the Palace a couple of times, yeah. Pretty, and they go and tour, and they do, uh, you know, Four Seasons music and so forth. It's just the music from the show. Wow. And uh, the difference is, though, that we brought in one of the originating New York producer of the musical Rock of Ages as another partner, and then we spent about a year or two making sure that we were official with the original producers and the writer of the show, and we're fully licensed as the band because... In fact, it is the band. It is all the musicians and singers, including the lead people who were the lead in the show, female and male. And it's just the music. No, there's there's no scenery. Well, it's a rock show. So it's all the, made up of the songs that were in the show, played by these geniuses uh, who played the musical for six years. And, and by the I'm way, looking. The show was show was the 27th longest running. Uh, show on Broadway. Wow. I'm looking at the lineup you, you know, of who's in the show, and, and that'll be at the Palace Theater tomorrow night. I'm sorry, I said March 4th originally. It's March 3rd. I'm a, yeah, I'm a day ahead night. of myself here, but it's tomorrow night, Saturday at the Palace. I'll be the one with the Italian sandwich in my hand, by the way, on stage, <laughs> having taken that out from one of the restaurants. <laughs> but but what a pedigree these, these um, names, these people have, and what they've done, and uh, who they've played with and what shows on Broadway they've been involved with too some right. of them and Trans-Siberian yeah. Orchestra Brett Michaels I'm reading just um, you know Jan uh, the musical Janice and Kinky Boots and uh, the Rocky Horror Picture Show and I could go on and on I mean these are the real deal folks and this is going to be a night that's going to blow the roof off the palace and what I love about it is that the palace back in the 70s and 80s Tony I don't know if you even know this but was a rock palace and some of the greats in the rock you know uh, catalog played the palace so you know uh -huh. to, to have a group like this come in and really blowing the roof off the place is going to be just, a, as, as your literature says, as your marketing material says, a rockin' party, you know, uh, people are just going to be dancing in, the, in their seats, standing up dancing, I would imagine, because right. they'll just be filled with that, you know, that um, enthusiastic, you know, joy that the rock music uh, gives. Well, you know, I have some history with music from a, a generation ago or so, uh, as, you know, which, as you know, and I have found that when there are songs which serve as the background of your entire life, when you go to a part, period of your life, from, from, you know, the, from the tween, from when you're a tween to maybe right through college, and that music is always something you refer to in your life, for that period of your life. And, and right now, there isn't a lot of, you know, you can see, you can go out. Fortunately, now, a lot of the groups from the 80s are touring, like um, Cheap Trick and Hart and Joan Jett toured together a couple of years ago. And last year, Boston was out and Journey, Foreigners going out with White Snake on tour this year. And the audiences are, you know, you think it's all 
before 25 years old, teens and, and young millennials, but it's not. Mm. Uh, I like getting out to a concert often. Yes. I'm not quite, I'm not quite um, a young parent anymore, but I'm still a parent of a young girl, and um, I like to get out once in a while, and, it, and you get to relive so many really great memories, and all the songs in this concert, they represent a lot of the whole decade of the 80s, and it's done... Like you said, it's done by you know just people with really who have those unbelievable roots. Unbelievable players. Yeah, you know, they, 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 they. You're seeing it's done by the best. They and have the Joe rock Hoekstra, roots. Joe Hoekstra represents guitar playing at the very best there is. I mean, I, I it's rare you get to see someone play an instrument this well. I mean, it, he even does uh, teaching moments on online. Uh, sponsored by Guitar World. I mean, he's he's just, it's a phenomenon. Wow. And they get to see him. Plus the fact that you could take your whole family to see the concert tomorrow night for the price of what it was to have one ticket to go see the Broadway show when it was on. So. <laughs> well, you're right. And Tony, you know, th- those who are listening, uh, Tony is a meticulous producer, and I've gotten to know him a little bit in, in working on this show, but also in reading about, you know, some of the work you've done previously uh, as a producer at Radio City Music Hall, um, no shabby uh, venue there. Um, you've done things at uh, the Beacon Theater. You were also responsible for bringing the whole uh, phenomena called doo-wop to fruition. You want to talk a little bit about that, Tony? Well, it's a little embarrassing, and my family always tells me, Daddy, you, you really have to stop talking about this. But I was very proud of the fact that in 1978, after a meeting with a, a couple of investors in New York who wanted to do an oldie show, I had been... I had some history with oldies shows, but I had discovered some music that I had not known as a youngster very well, or just very little bit. I knew it existed, but I didn't know a lot about it. And it was Street Corner Harmony. Um, all the songs from the 50s and the early 60s um, by a lot of groups who did harmony music where uh, there wasn't, you know, there was music and there were hit records, but the, the, the vocal harmonies was the key to it. And there was one DJ from many years ago that had referred to it as Street Corner, uh, street corner Harmony Doo-Wop, and he spelled it D-O-O-W-O-P-P. And I got to know a couple of those groups uh, in doing those rock and roll revivals and the oldies but goodies shows. And I thought that would, I'd like to focus on that. So when I had the opportunity, I did so I could have a unique uh, concert production of my own. And in 1978 at the Beacon Theater, we started by, and I, we called it the Royal New York Duop Show. Because <laughs> I wanted it to sound big. And, and after marketing it and meet, and once it started, I knew there was an audience, but once it started, everybody started showing up because it, they weren't able to see that in one place, in one concert, in a pure form anywhere. It had never been done and as a series. And no one ever referred to a concert show as a doo-wop show. They, they did a couple of street corner harmony shows, so we had a little brand. So we branded it doo-wop, which wasn't a name I made up, but it, was, it had never been used like that. And over the next 20 years, uh, I was very proud to, with my partners, Frank and Joe, those Wall Street guys, actually, who kind of let me be the creative force. We presented, I think, about 140 different groups 
over that time. Wow. And every single one of them had original members, never presented. In 81, 1981, uh, we were lucky enough to make a, 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 an arrangement with Radio City Music Hall because I knew we had started to build up an audience, and I knew that that audience had lots of memories of going there to Radio City Music Hall when they were young, and it would be a very convenient venue for them to see a show that they really wanted to see. And we moved it there, and every single show we did for the next 20 years sold out. And we presented as it in the best way. Every group got a, got a scenery, and groups would come down out of the sky on the moon that the Radio City Music Hall has, or there'd be acapella groups on the street corner as you arrive to go to the show. And we just had a great, great time. Unfortunately, it started to, you know, a lot of people started doing those shows and using fake groups. And, you know, they just want, it was about, it became about the music. For me, it was about the entertainers who, who deserved better than they originally got, just in terms of being handled properly and, you know, not really getting all, they got the recognition, but they didn't really get much of a, you know, sure, sure, compensation out of it and all. So Tell- they got a lot of pride out of this, and it started a phenomenon that even to today, uh, whichever ones of those singers from the early fifties and early sixties uh, are still around, at least they have a place to uh, perform and all. And I, I'm proud of that period. Well, as you and a should lot, be, I'm sure Tony. A lot of your listeners used to come down to Radio City for those shows because. You know, there were 6,000 people there four times a year. And, wow. And, uh, wow. It went on and on. Well, that's so something to certainly be I, proud I of, Tony. It on and PBS kind of um, exposed it to the rest of the country. Although I had been producing that show in Los Angeles and. Uh, and a couple other locations, it's got to be um, a little out of hand with the competing with my own, you know, show. <laughs> yeah, because that's everybody not a good thing. Doing it, but it's okay. <laughs> Tony, I'm getting the high sign that we only have four minutes left for our show, so I want to wrap up and remind people that we're, we've been speaking this morning um, with Tony DeLauro, who is the producer for the Rock of Ages band show coming to the Palace Theater tomorrow night. And yes, you can still get tickets. Tickets. Don't uh-huh. wait. You're right. going to have such a fun night at this show. You know, we had a, sh- a show a couple of weeks back, and it was the same, not the same genre, but people, they come in, they know they're going to have a good time, and they leave with a smile on their face. That's what it's all about. That's what this kind of music from the 80s, like you said, it brings you back to a time, a period of time that was special for you. And now you're, you know, just remembering that and believe it or not those of you who are in your 40s and 50s now you're at that place where you're remembering so (laughs) so anyway exactly right yeah there's plenty of energy you'll you'll find that there are muscles you might not have used for a while that you'll get to use during this concert absolutely absolutely hands up over your head (laughs) <laughs> Tony, thank you so much. You've been a delight. And I I'm, I cannot wait to meet you in person tomorrow night. So I'll Alisa, be looking I'm for you. I'm coming early. I'm, uh, I'm coming early. I'm going to start with lunch in one of your <laughs> restaurant partners. There. Well, you'll be up in my neighborhood. So if you want to, uh, I'll join you. How's that? <laughs> <laughs> that All great, right. Sherry. Thank you. And thank you to everyone else. We'll see All everybody right. tomorrow. All right. Thanks, Tony. Rock on. Okay. And, 
And we are um, just about all uh, done with our show this morning, Johnny. I can't believe how fast this 50 minutes has gone by. I do want to remind people that we also have a show this evening at the Palace Theater, our jazz series with Nikki Parrott and her trio. Um, phenomenal artist, um, if you love jazz. You know, I, I want to say that be, going to our jazz series that's held in our Poli Club, if you close your eyes, you would just feel like you're in a, like Birdland in New York City. It is that good. It's got that intimate vibe. The only thing missing is the smoke that, you know, when people used to smoke cigarettes. But, of course, we don't do that anymore. But, anyway, that's what it feels like. And um, if you if you like jazz or you're thinking, hmm, haven't tried that yet, that sounds interesting. I would really encourage you to give it a shot. And that's presented by New England Arts and Entertainment, our friend Mike Gowan Company. Um, so that's tonight, two shows, 7 and 9 p.m. And I think, Johnny, we're pretty much at the end of our show. Um, by the way... Uh, your palace, your place is brought to you by the Palace Theater in Waterbury, Connecticut. It's a magnificent 2,600-seat theater. And if you'd like to see some of the upcoming shows, we have Jersey Boys coming and Rent. and the, These are the national tours, by the way. And Motown the Musical, as well as many other things. Go to our website, palacetheaterct.org. And as I remind you, every time I close out the show, do something you love. In, by taking in some of the arts with someone you love this weekend. And stay tuned for our local news and Steve Knoxon coming up with Talk of the Town. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Entertaining new possibilities. The Palace Theater, your palace, your place. Shows for the whole family. Waterbury Palace, your palace, your place. Waterbury Palace Theater, your palace, your place. Greatest hits plus local news, sports, and talk. This is 1320 AM WATR Waterbury.